and welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And as always, we have a craft and a crime. Whoop. So, um, this is, yeah, the second week of January. Everyone keeping up with your New Year's resolutions. I won't make them. I, I won't. Don't. I, I usually don't. I'm I just, just like, let's to, do better. <laughs> yeah. That's my main I try goal. to make, like, let's just not resolutions, but like good intentions. Yeah. I intend to do this. I intend mm-hmm. to do that. So. And we do have a lot of good plans because yes. we are recording this early and we are so excited for next year. Yes. So we got lots of more. Lots of more. Lots of more. Lots of more plans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have plans for the new year and that I guess, well, technically a resolution or an intention that we could do is get in that craft room set up so we can start oh. doing more content with the crafty stuff. That's very true. So it's like work related. We can, we can open up our, uh, we can put more cute Expand little shorts on our TikToks and stuff. Yes. The TikTok we that we have like the handle. young kid do the TikTok and, <laughs> and the Instagram and, and the snap facing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, speaking of like being old, I just I was talking to the kids Okay, so when Avery had her Maddie over, mm-hmm. and then Lenore came over, and the girls did like a sleepover, and mm-hmm. Troy was like, "I'm out of here! Like I'm sleeping <laughs> on the couch." Literally volunteered to help clean my house earlier yes, in the day he's because so he was bored. so bored. He wanted to be away from their nonsense. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like three girls, you know. Uh, yeah, under the age of twelve. Yeah, twelve and under. Twelve and under, and um, <laughs> well, Maddie and, and Avery are like a week apart, yeah. So they'll be twelve soon, but um, <clears throat> but. It was so funny because I was in the living room and I was showing Troy, I mirrored my phone on the TV and I'm showing Troy some TikToks and it was like the whole Y2K fashion thing is coming back. Oh, yeah. Literally like the big boots, the cargo jeans, the blue glasses and stuff. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Both of Lenore's really cute boots are Forever 21. I'm like, is it really taking it back? When I was in like junior high, we were in junior high when all this stuff like first started. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What, we're old? When we were no. 13, <laughs> that was 22 years ago. Ah, shut up. And the thing is, it's like, I remember. You have been good with math I remember. It's, it's weird. I don't know. I cannot. Um, It's Talk crazy about. because, like, I remember being the girl's age. And, I mean, I believed her. But my mom would just be like, it's crazy. Everything that when I wore that when I yeah. was a kid like is in the store right now. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. I was talking it to my mom the 90s, about the 90s. My mom's talking about 70s clothes because... Mm-hmm. When we started junior high, bell bottoms were like tie dye. Bell bottoms, tie dye. Although tie dye is still a thing now. Yeah. But and bell bottoms are coming back because everyone's yes. like over skinny. Avery loves her flare leggings that it's, I got her. I love bell bottoms. I'm literally wearing bell bottoms. Pajama pants. pants right now. Yeah. Um, These are not pajamas, ma'am. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like that. Those I wear those as pajamas. It's funny. These are like these flared, super thin leggings um, from Walmart. And in my roller skating group, the girls call them booty clappers. What? Because they're like skin tight. But yeah. They're such a good pant because they are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would absolutely. Oh, hi, Warren pants i'm wearing shorts it's because every time i go outside of my back patio there's so much sun so i had pants on oh let's try yeah. to cover i'm so tan mm-hmm. which is not a problem but my dad gets skin cancer yeah. so i'm i literally didn't even think about that and it's like holy crap i haven't been this tan since i was really little yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh well i have not been this pale in a long time <laughs> I do go outside, but I don't have the type of patio you have on the back where, like, you can go and you can sit out on the back and, like, watch the chickens and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have a covered patio. So, and then we had to take our son, the big um, canopy thing down because with that, the high winds we had. Mm-hmm. So, it's just been down since then. And um, so, I would be sitting outside, you know, having my coffee and stuff. But then again, I don't really have the luxury to do that unless I have all the kids outside with me because they and cannot be left that- out and supervised. Yeah. Because, like, I made pumpkin bread or I didn't make it. I taught Troy how to make mm-hmm. it. And Troy made it. So um, this is my grandma's recipe. So he used his great grandma's recipe. So and I just told him what to do. And he did everything. You know, I kind of helped with like pouring it and stuff and greasing the pans. And um, and Link and Lily got into it last night. And they ate a whole loaf of the small ones. Mm-hmm. And then they got into the other one and like picked off all the top. Those I mean, were that two is the I had, best part. Yeah, but I had made those for my brothers. <laughs> so I, either I'm going to make some more pumpkin bread today or I don't know because I'm going to see my brothers tomorrow. But um, I did hear one of them screaming about pumpkin bread now that I think about it. Yeah? When? Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. It was Lily. She My was crying. Pumpkin bread. She wanted pumpkin bread, and I was like, no, because yeah. one of them's for us. <laughs> And she's one like, of them, I'm going to get it tonight. Yeah. No. So they just are they like pooping? tore through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd either be so. a lot or not at all. Yeah. So they get into stuff. So I don't really have it the luxury good. of doing that. But um, yeah. So I'm not as tan as I usually am. But oh my gosh. Last night um, I was sitting on the couch and anyone who has little kids, you know, they go through phases where they just are clingy. They are needy. Oh. And my kids just, just are snorted, always. No, <laughs> my <sick>. kids are. <laughs> so needy all the time and last night i'm sitting on the couch and they are both insisting on laying on me it's crazy it's not like they don't see you all day long all it's day. really funny all day and so they were You're like still their favorite person i know and so lincoln had just woken up and he didn't want to get up like they both needed a nap yesterday so they both fell asleep for a couple hours and lincoln was kind of grumpy when he woke up lily got up and ate because we had um tempura fried shrimp tacos um and so she got up and she ate and then lincoln was kind of like him and han like i don't want to and so he was just in a crabby mood so he wanted to lay on me well then of course that means lily wants to lay on me but lily wants the blanket so all three of us are like (laughs) under the blanket on the couch and i'm like both arms like these and they're big they're lincoln is six (laughs) and lily is four you know lincoln just turned six but he's a big (laughs) six-year-old yeah And, and so i'm like oh my gosh this reminds me of when Lily was a month old, everyone got sick, like sick, sick. Yeah. And um, oh, and so I was hard. nursing Lily, and <laughs> I have this picture. I'm going to show you right now because I sent it to my mom. Look how haggard I lo- I look oh. like death. Keep in mind, I had an 18 month old and a one month old. Well, he was like 19 months old, so he was like not even two yet, and she's a month old. And I'm nursing Lily, and Lincoln's sick. Oh, <laughs> look at my dark circles under my eyes. And Being Jack was like, hard. "Don't move. Let me take a picture." Being a baby's hard. Being yeah. a mom is Being hard. Being a mom is hard. That's what I meant to so say. I last night had that flashback to like four years ago when they're both sick <laughs> and need me, and so I was like, "Oh my gosh, everyone needs me." But that's and part of because being a we record ahead of time and mm-hmm. we hustle yeah like these are back to back that's why i still sound like this yeah <laughs> because yeah of course it's like we all have been sick and not feeling well and it's when every one of the fucking cats wants to harass yes. me my cat slapped my butt today because <laughs> he wanted to go outside um and you said it's no. just, yeah, yeah it, it's just like i stepped in cat barf this morning getting oh out of bed God. yeah kurt and i had like a giggle fit it was we were both really you know when you just like hit the end of the day yeah. and you're like over it uh-huh. we were so tired and he handles vomit and poop situations like most men, just gagging and dying. Yeah. We have catched, 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 caught poop and vomit in our bare hands from yeah. our children yeah. on multiple times. So we're just like, whatever, get out of the way. Poor Kurt was like half asleep and he was shuffling down the hallway, getting ready to go to bed for work, which is really early. He goes, has to uh-huh. go to bed at seven, just like Jack. Uh-huh. And he steps straight in puke. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought he was going to freak out and he just like dies laughing. He just, it's like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. And I'm dying laughing. I'm like, and, but then I start laughing at him because I'm picking it up and he's like retching and I'm yeah. just like, shut up. <laughs> it was funny though. Well, that's like when, um, <laughs> you know, Frankie before he barfs, he announces it to the whole house by saying, no, 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 that's no, me. literally. And it almost sounds like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> And um, <laughs> so I'm standing in the kitchen with Avery and Lincoln, and he's in the window box because we have like plants in our little kitchen window box, but um, we have to leave an empty section for the cats because they, because yes. the sun, they like to lay It in is the... really precious. Yeah. I would want to lay there too if One I was One of my little. favorite pictures of Frankie and Calvin yeah. is them all snuggled up together in the window mm-hmm. box. But, anyways, Frankie's in there, and I'm in the kitchen, and we hear Frankie do his thing, and I'm like, oh, great, he's going to barf. So I quick get a paper <laughs> towel, and I am like, standing holding <laughs> holding the paper towel under him and you know of course mm. you hold the paper towel where okay barf here but they turn to the left they turn to the right and they like, want to get away just, from whatever you're just trying to barf put here but then of course once he's finally in the throes of yep. it you know then it's like okay i caught it as soon as he like yacked lincoln was like <laughs> <laughs> watching he's waiting like you know what's gonna happen this is not new he had watery eyes and everything <laughs> I'm like Lincoln. What the He's heck? just like a grown man already. Yeah, Isn't and I'm that like insane. It is. I Jack's have... not like that though. Jack's no. 
we've cool. my dad know, wasn't either my mom yeah. was the one yeah my mom always will say that like you know babies mix food together and like uh-huh. let me feed you and she would try and she would like retch before she yeah. like, just looking at it oh my god we could do like spaghetti banana pudding and my dad would <laughs> he'd eat it but then again i've mentioned this before like my dad was in the military for 20 years yeah. like you eat as fast whatever mush mix put yeah. together you know he was in he had mres like for real on the field so he didn't care yeah that was definitely the cast iron stomach and now i have it that's kind of jack i don't like, because jack know. never barfs remember, remember? that like, was, he can't barf the other day because i'm sick i totally thought i was gonna get sick and i was laying in bed i was crying i cried oh. like a baby because it hurts me so bad and it, i hurt my back yeah and i was like oh my god what am i gonna do if i puke this is gonna throw my it's back gonna, out yeah. i was so scared that is crying. the worst Mm-hmm. Oh man, no, it's hard because like Jack doesn't know how lucky he is, but also it is unfortunate. It is. I, get it. I remember he's when like I, a rat. They can't barp, barp. They can't, <laughs> can't burp, burp, and he can't barf. So like the buildup and indigestion yeah. would. Blah. I think the only time he did barf was when um he's been super super drunk. I think he's done it like once. <laughs> and keep in mind, like. We've been together 17 years. And in those 17 years, I think this man has barfed like maybe three times. And yeah. one of those times was when he had salmonella um, mm. poisoning. And and there was another time he drank a little too much. And um, he woke me up. I was pregnant with, I remember this, I was pregnant with uh, Troy. Uh-huh. And he woke me up and he was like, babe, can you can you look up how to make yourself throw up? Oh, no. He was and, so sick. Yeah, he was so sick. And I'm like, you throw up like a normal person. This is like you know, early in our relationship. And I'm yeah. like, just go barf. <laughs> so it is, it does suck because I know being pregnant, you know, with four kids, two of them, I, both boys, I got so sick. Lincoln was the worst. Sorry if you're vomit sensitive. I know, Some people sorry. Really are, <laughs> I know. Our last episode, what the hell were we talking about? Something remember. gross too. But and now um, we're talking about something gross again. <laughs> yeah. I just know that Moms feeling of like, it sucks. I if can't you imagine. can't, like, I know when I was pregnant, it, it just, you feel better after you, yep. you do. The, it, even pregnancy. if it's like a tablespoon of uh-huh. whatever. Just, yeah. Just, it gets that feel feeling so to go better. away. Yeah. So <laughs> I, like I said, I stepped in cat barf this morning yep. and yeah. So, so uh, actually, sorry. Now that it occurred to me, huh? did you want to do your update now or oh, do you want to yeah. do it before you're crying? Okay. So like we said, we record early. So mm-hmm. today we are still in November yes. and um, so it isn't going to completely be updated and I'll explain why. So I had um, updated everyone on the fact that uh, what day was that? Let me see. I can. Okay, so on November 16th, it was the day that we had recorded. So this was for an episode in December. Um, we had recorded on the day that Stephanie Lazarus was up for a parole hearing, a parole mm. suitability hearing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I let everyone know I would update as soon as possible. Um, there's really not a whole lot to update other than the fact that the outcome has been released and Stephanie Lazarus was granted parole. Now this does not mean that you are, that she's immediately going to get out. So we are in California. She is in California. Um, And I think this is, you know, the same across multiple States. So this is, uh, I'll just directly read from the Los Angeles times um, article. And, and Probably the update that we will give if it is granted mm-hmm. would probably be on social media. Okay. And then we would talk about it on a future episode. But this is um, directly from Los Angeles Times. So it says the parole board panel's recommendation of parole for Lazarus is the first step in the process and does not immediately grant her release. The decision will now undergo a review by the California Parole Board if it passes. Governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom has 120 days to approve or deny granting parole. Mm. So here we are in November. You know, it still has to go up against the California Parole Board. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of, so it's like a three-step process. This yeah. is the first step. It was granted. Mm-hmm. They so could deny like, it you later. You have a chance. You do, yes. And you so this is heard. them saying, yes, okay, you are eligible for mm-hmm. parole. It's granted. Let's go through these other two steps. If yeah. the other two steps go through, then Isn't she would that be released. Isn't going to be like a psychological evaluation <laughs> and then what she has yeah. to say if she's remorseful? We did mention this in a 
our last episode. Yeah. One of the sources I had was a psychologist and he was saying that a big part of being paroled is you have to be remorseful. There has to be yes. shown change behavior, remorse, therapy, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so, so I think in this it's case, still infuriating. it's so infuriating <laughs> because she was an LAPD officer. So she, I'm sure, knows what the parole board is looking for. Um, or knows somebody. Or she knows somebody. Allegedly. And, you know, it's it's kind of with that case with, um, you know... With Sherry Rasmussen, you know, it went unsolved, you mm-hmm. know, for so long and a lot was hidden because it's like, oh, she knows so-and-so yeah. whatever. So it is kind of the, they protect their own. Not all cops are like that. But um, in this case, it kind of was a little bit of like, well, we can't look at her. She's an outstanding cop. And, yeah, they, you know, she, she was may not going to be there for a suspect. But yeah, so um, it could just be like. And these are all our personal opinions. I know this is, but <laughs> this, don't come at me. But um, yeah, so she. It's fucking crazy. Was granted. Sorry. I, when I found out, I immediately <laughs> called you. You did. You called me and I was like. I said sick and resting. Yeah, and I called you because I was like, I can't just text this to you. I yeah. was like, I have to get your reaction. Yeah. So I called you and I was like, Oh my god, guess what? And you said chicken, chicken butt. butt. <laughs> and then I said It was very Steph- inappropriate. Yeah. And then time. I said Stephanie Lazarus was granted parole and you were like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it was like, What? We were both just we can't. talked about it for a while because it was just so infuriating. Um yeah, because we're talking without a shadow of a doubt, irrefutable evidence. You done yes. did it. Yes, and premeditated. You should not was, have an option. Mm-hmm. You should be in therapy. I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, I just, I, don't. <laughs> I, and like all the pictures in the courtroom, she looks so crazy. She's just crazy. She's a, yeah. It's really so gross. As of today it in November, we, um, that is the update that we have. If you are really interested, you can look it up yourself. If, mm-hmm. you know, I could probably, you know, just like I said, update on social media. Mm-hmm. I just kind of hope that she doesn't get out. I'm wondering if a petition's going to start to keep her in, um, you we know, by, start it. by the family. <laughs> I thought about that. But yeah, um, that's intense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's only it's weird because there's only a few news articles on this you know, the LA Times is one of them because it's out here. LAPD, yeah. LA Times. So, um, but yeah, so that is the update that we have as of today. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we have any others to update on like parole. That was the only one that was coming up no. in our time. Yep. And like, it was just a random occurrence yeah. that you found out doing your research that you were like, holy crap, that's, that's like now. And I, mm-hmm. the, the day we recorded, I put it in my calendar to remind me. Mm-hmm. And so I checked on that day. I was, I'm telling you when that day we recorded, I kept refreshing, but it wasn't until the next day that it yeah. updated. I'm glad it's I didn't have to wait until like the next week, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So, yep, that is the update and I'll keep you guys all updated. Awesome. Good so, job. Thanks. I'll well, probably, I always say like, I'll do an update. I don't remember. I, don't I try to make attention. notes in my calendar because otherwise <laughs> I can't. It's like, if I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. But, um, yep, I'm working hard, you guys. I'm trying to keep it <laughs> all in order. Heck oh yeah. my gosh, that scared me. I thought it was a best. spider. What? Oh my gosh, those. that's funny. <laughs> it's one of those from your lawn or mine or your backyard. It's your backyard. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah, I walked and looked at popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn meaning the chicken. The chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your craft? Oh, okay. So this, it's going to be real short because there's not a lot to it and I'm not going to get down into individuals. It's it's fine. So, okay. you know, we are just about to have Thanksgiving here because we live in the United States and mm-hmm. coming up is Christmas mm-hmm. and after that is Valentine's Day and they are the biggest time in people's lives for greeting cards. Oh, yay. <laughs> so I can't get away from paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw the funniest um, gre- talk about greeting cards. It was yeah. a TikTok and it was a greeting card, but it was for Christmas and it was the three wise cats. Mm-hmm. And um, it says, I brought him a dead mouse. Did you? What did you bring? Or what did you bring him? And I was like, me too. Me too. <laughs> I brought him a dead mouse because it's a cat. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it was cute. I was expecting like the frankincense and myrrh to be like catnip and no, that's it was they all brought the dead mouse to baby Jesus. <laughs> that's funny. I know you have to show me. Yeah. So 
<coughs> the custom of sending greeting cards goes back to when? <laughs> the Egyptian times. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and China. Okay. Actually, mostly in China because of their history of paper manufacturing yes. in general. That makes sense. And they would use their cards, essentially their greeting cards, to give well wishes for the new year. Mm-hmm. And But all cultures have done it. Like, mm-hmm. literally since ancient times, we've loved to talk to people and be nice. Mm-hmm. And so in... Um, ancient egypt they had they would have their greetings written down on papyrus and even there was um it's really weird i'm guessing they popped it open they actually had some kind of a greeting message that was engraved into scarab beetles so like in their shells like decorative that's weird like almost like a yeah right isn't that interesting so as with everything Go listen to my history of paper. That's mm-hmm. where it started. Industrial Revolution happened. And the printing press, as mm-hmm. it changed so many things in life, made the possibility of all of these really beautiful things. And people started with like, let's, as I mentioned in my past episode, we talked about the calling cards for mm-hmm. visiting each other. Because you don't just show up. That's rude. People don't know. People know better now. Yeah. Don't call me. You text. And you yeah. Don't call. You don't come to my house unless you make plans like three months ahead of time. Yeah. And I'll probably cancel. <laughs> Sorry. I'm coughing. <laughs> so the first ever commercial um, holiday Christmas card was in 1843 by John Calcott Horsley. And it was made for Sir Henry Cole. And it was a really happy scene of a bunch of friends hanging out. Um, getting sauced (laughs) and they had a bottle of wine and a baby so yep where's the baby come in baby's just hanging out (laughs) so couldn't find a sitter right so he caught he caught flack for that from the temperance society (sighs) and they are the you know for against drinking and Uh tobacco usage and sin and (laughs) so they thought that it was going to encourage underage drinking and so he caught flack for that and like this is a common thing yeah Something that, again, like, I do have sources for this. They're they're interesting. But what I'm going to do is, like, I love Victorian. They're so cuckoo. These cards are amazing. And on socials, I'm going to post some pic- some examples. Because mm-hmm. the Victorians, they were amazing. It was ridiculous. So one of the very odd Valentine's card from 1860 featured a lobster piled around a bunch of lace and the inside, I'm so sorry. I've been talking and I'm like, I'm dragging on. <laughs> it's fine. Inside of the card, quote, it said, a lobster in love. <laughs> when you open the inside, it said, I have a lady in my head. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea what they were doing, but it's precious. They were trying. It's, it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like those, like the stickers that are just I'm like, you. from like. You know, non-native so, yeah, English-speaking yeah, yeah. countries, and mm-hmm. it's so off. It really is, and so there. I don't get it. I just, it's cute. I think uh-huh. they're just like I had this funny thought, and it's amusing. Uh-huh. So let's doodle it down. But again, the ability to print things in color was like, mm-hmm. let's do it. It was yeah. whatever. Yeah. So there are Victorian Christmas cards with like frogs and tuxedos dancing. It's mm-hmm. like have a happy New Year. Like. They're amazing. I like that. Card. And they're really funny. And mm-hmm. I, I swear there are so many of them. And it's going to be hard for me to pick just a few. But mm-hmm. um, and but before this, in between, you know, ancient times, we went through basically Europe was the end all for um, greeting cards. They mm-hmm. let they took the most care specifically in Germany, actually, around like the 1400s is when it was really popularized. And um, but they were like engraved in yeah. wood, different decorative objects, but also paper. But again, very expensive, a commodity. Mm-hmm. So they weren't exactly the same. It was decorative scroll work and done by hand and things like that. Mm-hmm. Not colorful pictures that are crazy, but they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. So in 1849, Esther Howland, she became the very first publisher of, Va- of Valentine's Cards. And um, she opens up her very own publishing firm just to make these really amazing, elaborate cards that were like super decorative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the pop-up book was a thing that was already out in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
elements of pop-up cards which i actually know how to make a super simple like pop-up thing because yeah. of scrapbooking yeah um and i've always wanted to learn how to do pop-up cards and stuff because i'm into like i like puppeteering and the thought of like that is yeah cute. they so, have some on the cricket space yeah, thing, I, yeah. Totally, I bet they do mm-hmm. so she started making these really really amazing um and she took over that market at the time and i messed that up but i do believe she was in the united states i believe she was on the east coast okay and then in the early 1870s so technically yeah that's a long time ago but it's not that long ago Mm -hmm, no in the early 1870s a german immigrant named louis prang had perfected um his own type of lithograph printing and so because of that he cornered the market of publishing like super extra high definition colored um printed christmas cards and Mm -hmm. that they were mainly sold in england but five years later um he started a new line of valentines and christmas cards that were just sold in the usa Mm -hmm. so not very much longer just five years longer okay in 1910 18-year-old Joyce Hall started um, a postcard company with his brother, Raleigh, and they just sold colored picture postcards. Mm-hmm. They named their company the Hall Brothers. And the problem was, unfortunately, a fire happened in mm. just five years later in 1915, and it burned, like, everything they had. Yeah. And so they now they're trying to figure out, like, where, what direction are they going to go? What are they going to do? And... So they decide to put themselves in more debt than they are already in. Um, I know that like fire insurance was a thing back mm-hmm. then, but yeah. I'm sure the stipulations now are crazy. They probably were back then too. Yeah. I'm sure. So, I mean, obviously like arson and shit, you're not going to yeah, get your exactly. insurance money back. Uh-huh. So depending on like what they could um, analyze back then, I'm not sure if they had insurance, you know? So mm-hmm. they were really, really in debt and they decided to buy their very first printing press the same exact year they did not give up they were seventeen thousand dollars in debt which now is the equivalent of like half a million dollars that's crazy yeah um so they are they're they are really into this and they really want to do it and so it doesn't matter that they are in debt they started making and selling enveloped christmas and Mm. valentine's day cards because what was happening um, was the po- the postal service the way that people were changing and the way communication was changing and how fast the postal service came into play because mind you I didn't write it down but I postage stamps weren't a thing until like 1840 something like that uh-huh. again not really that long ago in the grand scheme of history yeah so people were craving privacy so they were really the first people that started these line of cards that had envelopes. Mm -hmm. And not only were they just enveloped, they were really beautifully decorated. And it it went back to Europe because in France, that was a really big thing. It was very floral and romantic Uh and beautiful. And so those envelopes would be embossed and the inside liners were really decorative too. So the Mm -hmm. inside liner, in case you don't know, is another um it's usually a very long rectangle Mm -hmm. and the top is bevel pointed angled okay because that part is going to be the top envelope flap Mm -hmm. and the bottom tucks in and is glued inside Mm -hmm. and it's you can't so you can't hold it up to the light Mm -hmm. it's the very first invention of like the privacy stuff in like your bank mail yeah so so anyway so they they have this and they're becoming really successful they're so beautiful and during the Christmas time, they've expanded a little bit, and um, gift wrap was a thing back in the you know back in the day. It was mm-hmm. a thing, but it was really simple. They would use reusable materials um, because surprisingly, wrapped get presents were again a status symbol mm-hmm. because it meant you had extra money to add yeah. on top of something frivolous. And not only that, you had a wrap package that was, like, huge. Mm -hmm. It was like, what's in there? Oh, my God, there's something in it. Yeah. And so they did have paper wrapping, but it was expensive. Mm -hmm. And it was also not very decorative. It was solid colored. So during the holiday season, they ran out of solid colored paper. But what they had was the decorative lining paper. Oh, yeah. So instead of die cutting it down to the smaller liners, they used huge sheets, essentially 
inventing what is now decorative wrapping paper uh-huh. today. They were the fir- uh, very first what? people to do That's it. That's cool. Yep. As they got older, they're progressing, just like us. We're yeah. getting new ideas. We're moving forward. They're doing uh-huh. the same thing. They're getting older, more mature. And, <coughs> excuse me. <That's> okay. <laughs> they are really wanting to further themselves and give themselves a new polished look. Mm-hmm. And in 1828, they changed the company name to Hallmark. I knew it. Because it was the Hall Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, it's Hallmark. It's yeah. totally Hallmark. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So there are other companies. There's like the mm-hmm. American Greeting Company. Basically, there are dozens of them. But pretty much Hallmark was when I'm and I do not want to take away from, you know, Esther Howland. That's amazing what she did because mm-hmm. being a pioneer for a woman back then was hella hardcore, yeah. even for artists like mm-hmm. Um, most of the, you know, there were amazing female painters um, during, you know, the Renaissance. and But they still never got as much credit. I mean, mm-hmm. Not much has changed. Yeah. So, <laughs> but artists. they really were, the way that they expanded from so many different, um, just paper products. And like most of us know, they now make ornaments and yeah, crazy they stuff. they have a whole They're store like, in the mall. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the things they sell tend to be... Um, a little more towards what I would say would be like heirloom quality. Like I have Hallmark ornaments and things from my childhood still so that are held yeah. up. So yeah, I thought that was really fun because I'm just reading it through and I was like, oh my God. That is when so I was cool. reading it, I actually didn't really put two connect- together <coughs> right away. <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that is cool. I didn't know that then it turned into wrapping paper because I, you know, I don't really think about like where did wrapping paper start? Because mm-hmm. like didn't people like at least wrap up stuff in general like with yeah. butcher paper or something uh-huh. so be- because uh, um a long time ago the way that gifts would be was they would really put like little treats and things in your stocking that you mm-hmm. would hang up um and um in victorian times at least this is part of what i know is like little gifts and knickknacks and stuff like that would be put in the tree like oh. it was usually pretty small and huh. maybe like you know a very fancy teddy bear if you were Mm -hmm. lucky enough to have something like that or a doll might be set under the tree Mm -hmm. with a bow or like a bicycle or something but that was showy and it was also rude Mm. so I think it kind of went in between like they found a way to like go around being showy Mm -hmm. by being more showy (laughs) (laughs) because technically society has always been silly and pranky and funny Uh like how many times you put like something really silly in a tiny box or uh-huh. sorry, something really little in a huge, in a huge box, box. Okay, to be funny. So I did that one year. <laughs> so <laughs> Jack is really weird about unwrapping stuff. And it is so annoying because he won't tear into a present. He will <laughs> find the tape. He will peel the tape off. He will find the other piece of tape, peel the tape off. He will unfold his present <laughs> he does not rip the paper. No, he never has. Never does. Whole life. So one year, um, I got him a Kindle. This was years ago because now it's mine because <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he that light thing bugged him on the screen. So yeah. I took it. I'm like, fine, I'll take that back. So <laughs> I got him a Kindle, paper white, and it's small. And so I was like, you know what? Like what we have to do for Christmas is hide all of the stuff in Amazon boxes, Mm -hmm. you know, as we get it. And as you know, it's like a bunch in my garage. I have a bunch sitting over here. And so I saved all the boxes (sighs) and I wrapped a present and a present and a present and a present. So it was like each one (laughs) was another. He'd unwrap one thing. It would be a box and he'd open the box and it's another present inside. And there was like at least 15 layers. Oh, my God. And I had our old camcorder, like the one that we <laughs> used at our wedding, <laughs> the um, old camcorder. And it took him so long that it like auto stopped, like oh, for no. some reason. Yeah. And so um, because I wanted to, it was so annoying that I just told the kids, okay, keep opening. Like this is going to take yeah. forever. I figured it would just be like, oh, forget it. Like just rip him. No, he was tedious in that unwrapping. And, um, <laughs> And it's like cheap wrapping paper too. But yeah, so we, I wrapped, um, yeah, a tiny little gift. In a ju- it was like the biggest box you we had. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of was hoping that at some point, at some layer, he would just break and just be like, whatever, this is getting annoying. Or like, I'll do it later. Yeah. It I've... just took forever. <laughs> and, and then it was a gift that ended up 
be in mind because a light on the screen bugged him and so yeah it wasn't even a dead pixel it's like the opposite of a dead pixel it's it was like, like a blown bright. out it was i don't but see it but do, i'm like but i do but barely me. but like i don't see it when i'm reading i really don't but yeah so i <laughs> i used a lot of wrapping paper hashtag adhd <laughs> I know, we all have our quirks yeah. you know like the older i get now like i was just talking to my sister and i was like wait a minute i have like weird stuff with sensory because i use a depilatory cream on my arms and uh-huh. my legs and um i used to use these involved uh, depilatory cream is like a chemical hair remover and it smells like rotten egg farts yeah and, but it's a lot better smelling now than it used to be and i got a super sensitive formula because I have baby skin. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So sensitive to chemicals. And, we, and I know it's chemicals. And, and I don't came plan. over you were like, feel my arm. And I'm feel like, my bye. <laughs> and um, I was telling her, I was like, dude, I'm touching my own skin. And because I've never felt my skin in that way, yeah. like not since I was like 12 in volleyball, yeah. it feels so strange to me. Like, Almost to the point. Arm. Yeah. Your arms are always really soft, but, yeah, but it's my I own, my like the te- between the text tactile feeling uh-huh. of my skin and my fingers my brain is like it feels like numb static it's weird yeah and i was like that's different and then yeah. you just realize like i don't like mist on my face what is that and it's just like yeah the weird quirks that you find out that you're like isn't it hilarious how? oh my gosh and my hands have been so dry so like i asked you about the aquaphor I got oh yeah crusty lips my well, did you wind. see lincoln's lips I like down it. here oh my gosh we're struggling we really are but yeah it's all dry and then i'd like had his fold laundry and oh, I'm gonna get the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. Microfiber, Microfiber cloths. Oh, and it was on dry skin. It was so bad. All crusty and yeah. chalky. How do we end up here? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. It's that cough. We're missing. like <coughs> we're surviving barely. So, um, okay. All well, right, your turn. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mess up the party. <laughs> Now I'm struggling. This is just us hanging out. I know. <laughs> Sometimes like, oh wait, we're recording. Feel my my bare hairless arm. I know. <laughs> or like the way we start. The way we start. <laughs> we're leaving it in. Uh, yeah. The way we start before we even turn on the mics, we're like leaned in talking, yes. and we talk. Not that this isn't us, but we really make sure that we are like enunciating and talking like we're recording. And yeah. we're actually just sitting here talking, talking to each to other. Talking to each other. And then we're like, we should probably re- yeah. start recording at some point. Yeah. We should have recorded that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. Mm, okay. Right. I know. Let's hear so. it. <laughs> oh, but we said this is going to be short. <laughs> yeah. No, now I'm thinking about that greeting card because there was another greeting card that I saw <laughs> and I'll show you after, but it's okay. really funny because it's so cool that you did greeting cards because I was just going to show you some TikToks. Or as Jack calls them, my Tic Tacs. But he sends me more TikToks than I send him. That's so funny. Yeah, he's finally turned. Your guys' love language is TikToks. TikToks. We just send um, each other memes. Yeah, TikToks, um, Instagram reels, and um, YouTube videos. That's literally back and forth. Like, all we do. Because then we talk on the phone, so. Yeah. Okay, super super close. Okay. Sorry, this dude, he's dressed as a turnip with a walking stick. And he has a top hat. And it says, Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh this is so random right? and so it victorian really is. it's just like hey i thought of this and that i'm gonna so do funny it how they would just do that look like, at this this is like a a, a chive and a i don't even know merry christmas <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> they give zero fun. that is <laughs> so <laughs> weird yeah we gotta work we definitely are gonna post some of these i will they're very I will. those aren't I even love, the funniest ones. i every time i go to pick out a greeting card like a happy birthday card or mm-hmm. or even like a baby it's shower very card or whatever important to me i don't mess around <laughs> i get the stupidest one that i can yeah, find the funny fun. ones yeah. like i never get well no i shouldn't say that i don't never get like i was looking for a card a birthday card and I saw like a just because and it was like, oh, that's cute. you know, and I sent it to Shannon because it was like, I just I love you. I'm thinking of you, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I mean, they still fit for a birthday because it also is like just not not just because it's your birthday. Yeah. Like, I care about you all the time. Yeah. So I just I think I sent it to her like randomly mm-hmm. in the year. And um, and so, yeah, um, I usually go for the funny the funny cards i whether i decide to be funny or sentimental i will never pick something that i don't mean or yeah that i don't think is funny and i'm yeah. also even though i have this sense of humor of like a 12 year old boy i'm yeah. actually i'll be mostly appropriate i think yeah i <laughs> i am i don't know you just be silly yeah i just like the funny cards 
that's what I gravitate towards. Yeah. Even for like they are fun. Like my parents. My <laughs> uh, my um my mother and father-in-law do that for Kurt and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. I always love looking at them. Yeah, so. Jack gets like the simple cards most of the time for me. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, whatever, but I'm like, okay. At least he <laughs> I does. Like him. The thought that counts yeah, is really sweet. Yeah, he does. Sweet. He always does like, you know, the Valentine's Day card not like every because that's a lot you know it's like anniversary valentine's day birthday christmas you know all that it's just a lot and Mm -hmm. so um but now that i have the cricket i've been making a lot of cards because i can i love it (laughs) so okay so sorry to bring it down but um it is not a very long one like i said Mm -hmm. so uh this is the noonan murders it takes place in Noonan, Georgia. So Noonan is N-E-W-N-A-N. So Noonan, Georgia. So on uh, November 5th, 2020, so real recent, mm-hmm. at 7.58 p.m., a 911 call comes in, and it's a woman saying that her boyfriend has been shot about six times. I'm so sorry. The last episode started with a 911 call. That's yes. how I found. That's but girl, yeah, we, we never we ex- never discuss what never. we're going to do. We seriously are just waiting for one of ours to be like shit, that was the one I'd so, already started yeah. working on. Yeah. So these <laughs> the mine and your last one started was, with a 911 call. Uh-huh. And then the one before, before that, that was a divorce and a suicide. Oh yeah. Okay. I know. We don't we don't do this on purpose. We're like SpongeBob and Squidward. You know, they're like, we're closer than brothers. And then he lifts his shirt and they're like connected with veins. <laughs> I swear we're like the same person too often. Okay, Even sorry. with our dinners, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm That's making right. that too. <laughs> sorry. So, okay. so yeah. So this starts with a 911 call. And so she's saying, you know, this is almost eight o'clock. It's 7.58. And she's saying her boyfriend has been shot. And they're like, how many times? About six times, gosh. she thinks. So officers immediately race out to respond to the shooting. And so you can see the body cam footage. I'll post in the in the sources. You can watch this. Um, it's a lot of body cam footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, you know, immediately work to secure the scene, find the victim. And that's when they see that they have not one, but two victims. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's blood everywhere. It's all over the porch. Now, this is kind of like um, a... Um, you walk up the steps and it's like a wooden, you know, patio porch thing. And then mm-hmm. it goes into the house. So it's all, all over. It's all over the door and everything. So um, it's on the door, on the porch, like everywhere that they're standing. Gosh. And <clears throat> so officers then need to obviously clear the house and make sure that there's like nobody else in the house mm-hmm. and nobody was else was found other than, you know, the girlfriend who called it in. Now, back with attention on the victims they see that one of the victims was identified as 39 year old willie bussy the third he actually goes by junebug yeah i know junebug that's what i call her baby kitty i know i (laughs) thought of that as soon as i was junebug and this is what everyone calls him that's cute and at this point he's not responding Mm -hmm. and the other victim is 43 year old kevin robbins now, both victims are kind of clearly gone at this time, and detectives know they this is a double homicide. Um, <clears throat> at the scene, 11 Luger 9mm casings were recovered near the porch and the driveway. Wow. Two live rounds were also discovered at the scene. Huh. Yeah. So, officers then interview witnesses, and the 911 caller was Sherry. She lived at the house. She says that her boyfriend is Kevin, who was shot. So not Junebug, not Junebug. That, that Junebug was Willie. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to say this. Um, so it kind of makes some sense. Um, Willie is black. Kevin is white. You know, with a name like Kevin. Yeah, he's clearly white. <laughs> but so Junebug is black, and Kevin is white. So the reason I say this is because when on body cam, she is asked, you know who her boyfriend is and she says the white one okay so she says that they are remodeling the house and that they had taken the bathroom door off the hinges and they took it outside on the porch to work on it uh-huh she then says that june bug came in and asked like if he could charge his phone and he went back out on the porch with kevin she then says that a couple minutes later there was a sound of gunshots and she said she didn't see anyone she just heard all these gunshots 
So then a neighbor came forward and said that a guy named Riley had issues with Junebug. Hmm. He said that Junebug had bikes that he claimed he got from Walmart, but it was likely he stole them from Riley. Oh, no. Yeah. So they're thinking, okay, we got to find this Riley guy. So Can you imagine getting shot six times over over bikes? Yeah. People are like that, though. They are. They are around here. Especially if drugs are involved. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So they're like, okay, we need to find him. Well, Riley actually had a warrant out for his arrest from another (laughs) county. Oh, my gosh. So they were actually able to... Criminal's gonna criminal. Yeah. So they were able to find him through his mother. And he agreed. (laughs) Yeah. He agreed to come in and talk to them. And which is so weird because I'm like, if he had a warrant out for his arrest and wouldn't they just like automatically do instead of putting, okay, a warrant out, let's call the mom. You know, mm-hmm. but no, he's had a warrant out for his arrest. So anyway, so they, you know, he comes in to talk to them. So maybe because it's a different county. I don't they know. They just don't want to probably try to keep him as low county key as possible. I maybe? have no idea. But anyway, so he had a warrant out for his arrest. So mm-hmm. they brought him in. He agreed to talk to them. And so when he comes in, he starts saying that all he knows, like from what he's heard, they're like, you know, what do you know? about you know what's going on and he's like i don't know all i know is a june bug and a white guy were shot mm-hmm. um so he said he was in a different part of town um and he gave actually names of stores businesses and all that that he was at and he said that yeah him and kevin had an argument or like a disagreement and he said that kevin wanted him to bring a bike over that his mm-hmm. mom was going to buy <laughs> and he said that when he showed up with the bike like he acted weird so he just left like Kevin acted weird, so he oh. left. I okay. know. So then he says, "Like I haven't been back to the house since." I that mean, happened. intuition is important. Sometimes yeah. you get a bad feeling, and most of the time, if we don't listen, then you're like, "Shit." Yeah, have. exactly. So it's like, okay. So mm-hmm. he says, "Like I've never been back there since then," and so he admits, <laughs> "This is the crazy part." You know, with criminals, gonna yeah. criminal. <laughs> he admits to other crimes that he committed, and he he said, "I I know both the victims, mm-hmm. but." I, I didn't have anything to do with the murders. And um, so they looked. He was in all these other stores and places. Yeah. Oh, wow. Their security footage actually worked. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like showing, okay, he, he mm-hmm. is where he said he was committing yeah. these other crimes, stealing and doing yeah. whatever. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So, of course. He was like, no, sorry. I was at CVS stealing. Yeah. <laughs> you can check the camera. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, but I get it. Don't pin me for murder. I for was sure. just stealing some chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, he was booked and transferred to the county where his arrest warrant was. So mm-hmm. now everything's back to square one. Yeah. So, one day later, on November 6, 2020, another 911 call comes in. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman saying that someone was shot at Eastgate Apartments. So, once again, officers fly out, you know, to the scene. Mm-hmm. And this is actually less than two miles or just over um, three kil- kilometers away from the first crime scene. Uh-huh. So, not very far. And once again, body cams are rolling so you can watch all of this happen. It is very interesting to see all the people and you know just officers arriving onto a scene Mm -hmm. it's chaotic especially if there's a shooting and there's someone down on the ground you know and it's crazy the rules that they have to follow like they can't go nobody can go in until Mm -hmm. areas are secure and that Mm doesn't even if there's a place on fire like the cops have to make sure that like nobody's the fireman's not going to run in and get shot like yeah it's crazy you got to clear the scene first yeah and ems can't help they li- and that's the thing I've watched. Yeah, not you in every case, I, but a lot. When a you lot, and I watched yeah. that body cam show. Yes. That and they were like having EMS, to wait. Yes. And the guy's literally about to bleed to death. And they're like, we're sorry. We can't send him over here because they could get shot. Yeah. Oh, I have goosebumps. It I sucks. Know. Okay, so sorry. this is just a chaotic scene they come mm-hmm. up on. And so it's like in the parking lot of this apartment complex. And um, so officers pull up. There's a crowd around a man that is lying down on like on the street, on the mm-hmm. road. EMS arrives and officers work to, like we said, secure the scene and start to find out, like, what happened. And so they they find out that the victim um, was 39-year-old Warner Mandrel Parks, mm-hmm. and he went by the name Mandrel. Mm-hmm. And at the scene, three shell casings were found, and it appeared that the shooter was in a car when they shot the victim, and then they drove off. Yeah. So the shell casings were sent off to be compared to the shell casings 
from the double homicide that occurred just yeah. the day prior because they're like these are too close too similar you don't just sure have like multiple know- shootings exactly. like back to back yeah if so, it's not common for the area that's going to be really and it's the of- same type of shell casings mm-hmm. so there are no they it's got to be shot from the same gun it's you know so they then tried to speak to a witness and her name was nancy and she was there when he was shot. And it's clear that she knows more than she's letting on. But, I mean, honestly, she could have just been scared. Because, like, this guy just got shot in broad daylight. Yeah. And, like, she might not have been, you know, wanted to be seen talking to police. hmm So she said that all she knew was she saw a guy with a black mask on his face. And that he drove off after shooting. Oh, gosh. So um, eventually they were able to get her to come in and speak to them like away from the apartments and all that chaos and stuff. So mm-hmm. she tells detectives that she is at the mailbox getting her mail and Mandrel was at the dumpster throwing some stuff away. And she says that they started talking and a car pulled up and he turned around to say hi. And so he knew who he it was or he possibly knew or probably. he just turned around like, hey, you know, oh, okay. what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether he knew him or not, it's just he kind of turned, you know, if, okay. if a car pulls up next to you, you're going to be like, who, oh, hey, yeah. like what, you know, and that's when then he was shot. And she mm-hmm. said that the car was a gray four door, but she didn't really like get a good look. And so detectives then continue to search the scene and someone then approaches them and says that his 10-year-old son saw the entire thing. Oh, no. I know. 10-year-old baby saw all That's of this. So sad. And the boy said that he saw Nick Nelson driving the car and that it was Nick who shot him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So officers, like, at the scene go into their vehicle and look up, you know, Nick Nelson on their computer and mm-hmm. find that he drove a Crown Victoria and it would match like the description given mm-hmm. by Nancy. And so they immediately put out a bolo for Nick in his car, mm-hmm. obviously. One day later, on November 7th, 2020, another 911 call comes in. Keep in mind, this is one day, next day, very right. next day. It's like bam, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. yeah, right. One after another. Um, So a call comes in stating that officers need to come quickly to the Motel 6 because they think that their daughter is in the room dead. Oh, no. So once again, officers are going out to the motel. And this is only five miles away or eight kilometers away from the other crime scenes. And once again, body cams are on. You can watch all of this. I have goosebumps thinking about it. Um, They do. And the show that I watch, they do blur out the bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so like if you're watching one crime scene, next crime, you're not going to see all these bodies. Um, it's going to be a blur. Um, so the family was on the scene and they obviously they're all upset, crying. They yeah. can't get into the room. Mm-hmm. And um, so once the door to the motel room was open, there wasn't just one dead body. Oh, no. There were three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In this motel room. There was a female by the nightstand in a crouched position, and then there was a male laying in the doorway to the bathroom, and another male, it was, like, in the bedroom, kind of by the door. That's so so sad. All three people, she's trying to hide. He's probably trying to run to the bathroom to get out of a window. He's trying to run out the door. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's so fucking sad. Yeah. Um. There were so many shell casings everywhere that it was clear someone cleared out, like, the entire clip of a gun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the bodies had been there for a little bit um oh. so the victims were identified as 32 year old tangela molden she You're was all f- so young yes 32 years old um tangela molden she was the female 37 mm-hmm. year old michael lang and 58 year old monty bollard mm-hmm. so two males one female detectives said that they didn't even notice that monty was white because of how the blood pooled Mm-hmm. Like in his body, and it darkened his his skin, so he appeared black like the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I know race isn't a thing, but it's like you're trying to find a connection, and you know you're identifying, you know, to mm-hmm. families, you know, black female, white male, right, exactly. you know, all of this. So someone who maybe has is, a missing family member that's Caucasian. Yes, yes, just in case, like you know, they need to identify these people mm-hmm. if they can't. But they were ident- all three of them were identified, and um, 
Tangela and Michael were dating, and Monty was just a friend of theirs. Uh-huh. So detectives now have six homicides to investigate, and they're trying to see, are they all linked? Mm-hmm. The same type of shell casings were found at all three scenes over all three days. Mm-hmm. And so Tangela's mother was there, so they started talking to her, and she says that, she says this, the, quote, street was mm-hmm. talking the street okay. you know yeah yeah street she's was talking mean, like everybody in the neighborhood is talking yeah. they know something's going down somebody who knows somebody and everybody's mm-hmm. talking so she says that the street was talking that all three of them are dead in the motel room oh no yeah so when she heard that she started looking around and like calling her daughter she's not answering oh, no. she's not answering the calls not returning calls she just knows she's at a motel somewhere mm-hmm. and i can't even imagine that like makes my stomach hurt yeah. um they said that when they started looking through windows at the motel and they saw blood spatter in one room, that's when they called 911. Because uh, they're like, oh my gosh, it's true. It's got to be her. She's got to mm-hmm. be in there. And they're thinking like, you know, <sighs> well, I think they knew. I don't know if they knew that it was maybe just her and her boyfriend. I don't know if they knew Monty was there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but the street saying three of them are dead in a motel room. So they found the room called 911. So at this time, their only suspect is this guy, Nick Nelson, and they get word that his car is found in a hotel parking lot. So they go out there and see, like, maybe it's his. Hmm. Um, and they're able to find his car at the Red Roof Inn. Mm-hmm. And then they spot Nick exiting the hotel. Oh. They stop him and apprehend him. And he didn't look like he was bothered one bit. He was just like, <laughs> OK, for it. yeah, like, what I do this time. Exactly. So they searched his backpack. And they found a gun, and in the clip, there were bullets of the same caliber and mm. the same brand. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they bring him in, start interviewing him. He's denying shooting Mandrel, even though he was identified as being the shooter. Yeah. You know. And then tell him that they have surveillance of him, like, in Eastgate at 525 mm-hmm. p.m. when the shooting happened. Yeah. He was caught on traffic cam, but he's still trying to say, oh, it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, they always do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, he was placed under arrest. They had enough. Um, You know, so he was placed under arrest for the murder of all six people. Mm -hmm. After his arrest, he is then asked what connection, like, what is your connection to all the people that have been shot that you clearly shot? Yeah. They say they know with all the evidence that the shooting was done by the same weapon and obviously the same person. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the same M.O. every yeah. time. It's a shooting. The people are dead. And it's the same caliber, same everything. Mm-hmm. It's the evidence lines up. And he said that Tangela was his cousin and that Michael was his friend. He said, I don't know, Monty. So the three people in the mm-hmm. hotel or the motel. Yeah. So possibly just kind of like, oh, Mon- you know, wrong place, wrong time mm-hmm. kind of thing. He then says that he had voices telling him to do things and that he was on drugs and he didn't know what he was doing. Of course. Yeah. You'd be amazed. I mean, I know you know, but you would be amazed that that if you are deep, heavy into drug addiction, yes. you will get psychosis because, and be, you're yeah, going to hear and voices. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really, really sad. And all it takes is one bad batch of something and you can just be brain destroyed. And yeah. It, and they will commit crimes and then they are uh, it's like the oh, my brain I'm so tired it's like <laughs> they'll get they won't get away with it yeah. but it's a much lesser charge like crimes of passion yeah because it's they a were crime under of insanity or yeah it's on yeah because under so normal circumstances they, they would not do have that done way. that mm-hmm. yeah so I'm it sorry. was clear that drugs were an influence but he's mm-hmm. like I, I just was like so mm-hmm. you know so I was he's on drugs, trying to know. say that he's the girl's cousin uh-huh wouldn't that lady know wouldn't the mom of her know um i don't the name wasn't brought up at the scene okay. at the time it was okay. at the previous scene at the apartments okay. that his name was given and they put out a bullet for him so um yeah he said like he didn't know willie or kevin mm-hmm. so junebug or kevin he didn't know them so right. like they're like why why did you kill them mm-hmm. and so the ballistics evidence shows that the casings and bullets match the same gun that was used in all three crimes. The it Luger. was the same. Yes, it was clear. Nick Nelson was a killer, yeah. and uh, you know he, he drugs or not, it's like, well, you did it, <laughs> like you did yeah. it. So he pleaded guilty to uh, twenty-seven charges, mm. including 
murdering six people. So I'm sure it had to do with like firearm possession or whatever. If it was unregistered, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Because they try to make it stick as much as possible. Yes. So because he was under the influence of drugs when he committed these crimes, that will get him less time. Yes. So all the drug charges with the all the 27 charges charges will um add more time to keep add more time so that in the future, if one crime or one charge is um removed or whatever he still mm-hmm. has the charges from all the others right so um like it's like say he had marijuana in his backpack yes marijuana that could is be becoming like, legal if it becomes federally federally legal which it i think it's going to yeah I or think so. i think or it soon. Might, they want to i think, I think that's so. the point so if they drop that that would get dropped from his yes but he still would have all the others. yeah oh i'm sure it's a ton of drug possession charges so and intent to sell or whatever so because drugs just because drugs that's he what was, he says because he was mentally unstable probably okay yeah so wow. yeah okay. so he eventually just like pleaded guilty and mm-hmm. thankfully he did because he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole good but yeah Drugs or not, he killed That's six people. So insane, to and me. it's so random, right? Motiveless. Why Junebug and Kevin? Just yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Because the he guy was in the parking past? lot. Is that just probably? Just driving he past? was probably just driving past, probably walking around. Wow. In Had a like a drug-induced mm-hmm. state, just not thinking. Oh, it's oh like a video game, and who knows? Who like, knows? And the it's crazy so brains. messed up, and it's really sad too. Like yes. it, it's hard because you truly can get into the depths of that addiction to where you mm-hmm. are not in control of those things no. 100% and then say you do recover and you do all the therapy you 100% need to do you got to live with that forever mm-hmm. that you did drugs and yeah. you lost it so badly like that's so sad it's yeah. so messed up and sad it is if it sounds like it possibly was just drug you yeah. know and uh, yeah so but the rest of his life he'll be in prison Holy so moly. he can't get all crazy on drugs and kill mm-hmm. well unless he gets some hands on his drugs in prison and kills his cellmate or something let's hope not but it's unfortunately easy to get drugs i know in jail. that's why i said well it's not like he can't get drugs in jail exactly so but let's just hope just... he doesn't have a lot of friends on the outside because of what he did exactly kill his cousin his friend that shit too, yeah. oh yeah i'm sure the streets were talking after that mm-hmm. but <laughs> i bet they were but yeah, so that was one that I was like, oh, I don't know if we uh, want to do it or not. But um, you know what's crazy? Because too? it's like the motive. It's like there's no motive. It's like the last one I just did. You and yeah. I still had like we did them both. He had it had he got arrested in December. This just happened in November. Like, yeah, but it's crazy because that that is what drives me the most crazy. Fucking own up to it. Why mm-hmm. did you do that? Why? Just deal with it. And even if that he pled guilty because he knew. Yeah. But just there's it's just mental it's yeah sad. well yeah someone like that does not need to get out so i think that's why it's like mm, you like basically did like one murder after another so yeah you obviously didn't feel that bad in between because nope. that was like three like it was days all done. It was yeah three it was days? over three days and he um, could have had any one of those moments had a moment of clarity and been like go to the police station now yeah. and make this as right as you can before yeah. it's too late. Unless he blacked out and he doesn't remember shooting the, the whole first three people. Binge for three days, probably. Yeah, who knows? But having to cope with drugs after what you did. Fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. This is why we hustled so hard so we wouldn't have to do this like a week before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, and we why light- I sound like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we lightened it up around Christmas time because mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to be frustrated around Christmas. No. I'm all sweaty and I have goosebumps right now. And it's like, shit. I know. <laughs> so both of our husbands aren't into this at all. No. And I'm sitting here telling him about the episode that I just did last time. I was like, it's so crazy. And I told him the next case I have is so crazy. And it's like, you're not excited, but you cannot believe. It's... How does something happen like this? And I never hear about it. Exactly. And that's what well, is so insane is like when it comes down to these hardcore ones, that are just so unbelievable. Um, no mode of all these things. You're that it, it's crazy when you don't hear about it because you know my mom loves true crime. You and I both do. Um, most of my friends actually aren't into true crime, but I do mm-hmm. have a couple. I think, but um, so it's always interesting when you're like, if we haven't heard about it, it's yeah. So and you know what? That is, um, it is the unfortunate part <coughs> of me. this job is <laughs> yeah. researching these crimes because. My mom told me about one that I'm going to do probably next. And I was like, oh, I vaguely remember because it was so recent. Mm -hmm. Um, I vaguely remember. Well, not so recent, but like I remember hearing about it. But I didn't really, 
you know yeah. look into it too much it was kind of cut and dry but um mm-hmm. when i heard about it so um but it's so unfortunate how many crimes there really truly are and oh i just saw mm-hmm. and i'm so the um top five countries with serial killers mm-hmm. do you want to guess the top five um north america uh well country not con- the, not continent oh okay so the united states is got to yeah. be one of them okay my brain says south america because i don't know if i want to say like mexico south america or brazil south america but um i'm in no no so neither okay no i give up Okay, <laughs> I will start. I'm like every country so far. I've covered a bunch, so I'm like, I don't yes, know. I've only okay. covered U.S. so far. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, um, because unfortunately there is a lot in the U.S. So yeah, <laughs> yes, U.S. is on the list. I will go from the number five, Japan. Uh, this is with serial killers, okay. um, documented serial killers, not like suspected. That's very interesting. You know, so documented mm-hmm. serial killers. I guess it's also like per capita matters too. Like yes. Such densely. density of populated <laughs> population <laughs> destiny. Population <laughs> destiny. <laughs> population. De- that sounds like a wow. weird book. Population density. destiny. <laughs> so oh, no, we're yeah, starting I'm a call, sure call that population does. destiny. But sorry, it's not but funny. then also at the same time. You know, India and China and, you know, um, I would look this up the other day. The population density is like mm-hmm. insane. The amount of population. And they don't population. have serial killers. Um, well, As no, much. not. No. Yeah. Um, not the so, front runners. No. So Japan has 96. Wow. Italy has 97. Mm-hmm. Canada has 106. Mm-hmm. South Africa Oh, okay. Has 117. Very interesting. England. Uh, I've covered a bunch there. Yeah. Already. Not serial murders, but... Just murders in general. Yeah. Yes, you have. Um, so England um, has 166. Wow. I'm waiting for the United... Wait, let me take a guess. Take, take a guess take in the U.S. So keep in mind, mm-hmm. uh, number two is England, 166 serial killers. Documented. Okay. I think this like all time. I pro... Uh, 432. Way off. 733. Way off. 5,002. No. Okay, just tell me. 3,204. <laughs> we are six. The 3,204. <laughs> that is over 3,000 <laughs> more than number two. And the home of the brave murderers. <sighs> so that is why it's like there's so many cases that we haven't heard about. But mm-hmm. I do like... um. The, the ones that have closure of like, yeah, you know, uh, like that case I just did. It's like, we know mm-hmm. who did it. We don't yeah. know why. And it's so infuriating. Exactly. And, the, and like, the, like the case, last one like, I did, we absolutely knew, know who did it. Yeah. But, but why? Motive? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's disgusting. It's yeah. infuriating for everybody else because you're just like, come so on. So that number, over 3,000 serial killers, that is a lot of cases. <laughs> but then you think about all the unsolved cases. And individual murders and, in yes. between that. If that, I know it's disgusting. It's, humans are awful. And that's like a podcast I listen to, and it's like literally called "Humans Are Awful." No, it's um he one of his taglines or whatever that he says is um the worst monsters are real. Yeah, it's like I'm not worried about like ghosts or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about a real person. (laughs) Yeah, you know because people are scary, especially around here. We've got some crazy people. So, anyways, well, um, with that, I guess stay crafty. And not cry me. Bye. Bye.